Hi, my name's Loz and welcome to Find My Wild. This is the documentation and diarization, of how I rebuilt my life post a domestic violence abusive relationship. This is episode six and this is a special episode because on this episode we have someone that's been following Find My Wild. They actually found me on TikTok and they reached out and they asked if they could share their story. If you've been following on the social media, you know that for me, sharing is healing, uh, not just for yourself, but also for a, uh, for everyone in the collective. One way that we can bring a light to domestic violence, what it looks like, what it feels like, and how it can be different in every circumstance is if we share our stories. So I'd really like you to take the time to really hold space for Tamika throughout this story, and let's get started. So before we start, though, I want you to say it with me. I am so brave, I am so strong, and I'm so very loved in my space. Thank you, for Tamika, for sharing. Let's go. Okay, so this is Tamika's story. She's emailed it through to me, so I'll be the one reading it, but this is her story. I'm going to read it as much as I can as it's written because I really want to do justice to her story. However, I might get caught up a little bit, so if I do, I apologise but it's very important that we hold space for Tamika throughout this journey and we really take the time to appreciate what she's gone through. So let's get started. I met a guy, not going to call him a man as he's far from it, on POF, plenty of fish. I thought he was the one, so nice and kind at the start, love bombing, I was blind. I fell pregnant within the first month. It was such a shock, but he was super excited at the start. Then the masks started to slowly come off, very, very slowly. His drinking did not stop. I'm talking 12 to 14 beers at night and on the weekends he would binge drink over a carton to himself. He would always leave the house in an Uber and he would be on the phone to random chicks flirting all the time and started to call me names. He said he would change after bubs and I stupidly believed him. When I was eight months pregnant, he pushed me into a wall as he wanted my money to go out and have drinks. I refused so he put his head through the wall and said it was my fault that he should kill the baby and I as we were cunt dogs. When I had bubs, he was at at the worst. No love and no support. It was like being a single mum. I could not even go for a walk without being accused of cheating. He had to know everywhere I was going and he even looked at the bus times. If I was late, I was abused, screamed at, in the face and called the worst names possible. He would start going through my phone at all times, wake me up at three in the morning when he was drunk saying, who is this, you slut? He would delete messages and people in my contact list. He started to get very crazy for our daughter. He would always try and be alone with her and I had a weird feeling, so I never let it happen. He was accused by his family of licking a two-year-old down the stairs when he was a teenager. I soon fell pregnant again and he told me that If I don't get rid of the cunt, he will do it with a coat hanger that the baby was a mistake and he did not want it. He was always being so emotionally bad and aggressive towards my kids and myself. He would tell my one-year-old that she looked like a slut the way she was dancing and then say, now you look like mummy. I have a son who has special needs and my ex said, you are a dumb dog, daffy duck. Ha ha, you dumb ass. You'll be like your mother, alone and ugly. When... I had my little boy. He left me at the hospital all by myself. Lucky my parents were there and looked after me and helped my bubs. He came back to pick us up from the hospital with no shirt, no shoes, still smelling like alcohol. My daughter was wearing only a nappy that was overflowing and about to explode. He said, get that thing and get in the fucking car. He did not help me once when we were at home. Said to, said to me I had to do it all myself. He was drinking like normal, swearing at us. 
all emotionally abusing us and mentally and physically plus sexually abusing me. It was like a nightmare. I could not escape. He would speed with us in the car, punched my steering wheel that hard, my horn went off and it would not stop. Now that it's now it's broken. And he punched my radio in my car and broke it. I'm really close to someone and my parents call him their son and I call him my brother. He would tell the kids that I sucked his dick and that I would put things up my ass. My C-section got infected and he said, that's what you get for having a mistake and laughed at me. I would do all the housework, all the cooking, all the washing, etc. and nothing was ever good enough. But if I did not do something, I would be abused. One night he was intoxicated and I had to call the Ambos. I was scared for his life. I had to get the kids and in the car and hide that he'd had 30 drinks. The very next day he laughed and said, well, I'm still here, ha ha. I said, you almost pushed us down the stairs. And he said, but I didn't and laughed. He would keep us up most nights, talking loud on the phone and going in and out of cabs, etc. He would never pay attention to the kids or me. It was always about him. And that did not help us. God help us. We always had to bow down to him. He would say to our daughter, give daddy a kiss, tell daddy you love him, hug daddy and hold daddy. It was massive red flags. If the kids were upset, he would say, have a cry, you sooks, just shut the fuck up. You cunts, he would throw dirty nappies at me as a joke. If the kids did not want to eat their dinner, he would throw it on the floor and yell at, yell at them, calling them idiots. The kids never left my side. They showered with me, followed me to the toilet, sleep next to me. He would come in all hours of the night and the morning to pull the blankets off us, put the lights on and walk off. I would take the kids out and would, he would just turn up. And one day I was meant to go to a cafe and I went to a different one and he turned up. It was like he was tracking us. I was not allowed to go on my phone much and I would get abused for talking to my family or friends. If I wore makeup, I would get called a whore. If I did not wear makeup, I would get called ugly. One day I ran away from him and he followed the kids and I and shut the door behind us as we, as we were leaving. He was crazy. He punched it and glass shards went everywhere, all over the kids and I. There was blood everywhere. I was sick from the smell. I had to hold his arm and lay him on the side he was, as he was choking on his own spit and spew. He was punching me, saying I'm a cunt dog and pathetic. The Ambos had to come and take him away. And when he got home, he said it's good to let the kids see that as it makes them tough. I said, they're fucking young. And he said, yeah, but it makes them tough. On other occasions, he would hold a knife to his throat and tell me, you love me and won't leave me. I was scared, so I agreed. He said, oh, you know what will happen to you and the kids. Just remember that, he said. He would always walk in the shower when I was having one alone and have his way with me. And I, if I said no, he said, shh, and put his hand around my mouth. In the bedroom, it was pretty much the same. I was too scared to stop to say stop. He never listened and always had his way. I would just lay there until he finished numb and empty. He would always throw stuff around the house, break stuff all the time, threw a toasty maker out the door and said it should have been the kids as they are cunts and don't know how to clean up. They are stupid dogs. He has broken phones on me too. He would drink and drive in his car a lot and speed in and do burnouts. It was horrible. He would always gaslight me and make me think I was going crazy if, and if I ever cried, he would call me weak and say only little girls cried, he said. I am no, he said I am no mother as I'd had C-sections and told the kids that they'll be fucked up in the head due to this. He would use my car all the time and behind my back he went and put bigger tyres and rims on my car and now I can't afford to get new tyres.'
He would get himself food, not the kids, and say, no, this is mine, so I would get them food as he would become aggressive. He would watch us sleep as I woke up and saw him staring at us all. He once drove the kids and I out to an area where a father had killed his kids and said, see, Tamika and kids, that's where he burned his kids alive and killed them and explained in detail. I tried to get him to stop, but he refused and said, this is what could happen to all of you. And then he drove off. He was always on his phone to other ladies all the time, taking it to the toilet with him, etc. I once ordered a coffee and he said to the barista, make sure you put cum in it. That's the way she likes it. I was in shock and didn't know what the fuck to say. He locked the kids and I outside one one winter. As he said, I was on my phone and I had to learn my lesson. They were crying, etc. This lasted about an hour before I went apeshit. I now have PSD, PTSD because of him. Okay, wow. So I read that story for the first time as I read it to you because I like to be real in the feelings of when I read these things. So first of all, I'd like to say a massive thank you to Tamika. Actually documenting that story led her to being unwell the day after and being with the um, ambulance from, you know, being so uneasy about the thought process and bringing this up because if you haven't lived a life of domestic violence and abuse, then it's really hard to comprehend what it is like to live in these situations, especially when I'm sure when you hear people tell their stories at times, you may say things like, why didn't you just leave? Why didn't you get out? Why did you have another baby? All those kinds of things. But when you're in it, it is so hard. And you could tell by some of those things in that story, you know, there was a tone set and she would have been frightened for her life. So, We need to commend the people that come forward and share their stories because it is so triggering for us over and over and over again. And no matter how much work we do and how much time we spend on trying to, you know, deal with these things, we think we're good and then something will pop up, like someone will say a word or a song will play or a smell or you'll, you know, do things like walk back in a hospital and you can be right back where you were before. So we need to give so much appreciation for the people that tell their stories. And Tamika, I want to say that you were so brave, you were so strong, and you were so very loved. And I'm so grateful that you found it safe here to share your story and to be a part of this podcast. I'm so proud of you. And I really, really do hope that you see how strong you are in what you've done. And I want to send you so much love. So thank you so much, Tamika. Your story will help others. I just know it. And I really appreciate you sharing with us here on the podcast. Okay. So thank you so much for joining us here at Find My Wild for episode six of the Find My Wild podcast. This podcast is dedicated solely and wholly to helping any human who needs it. Um, rebuild their life post a domestic violence abusive relationship and the podcast is doing that through sharing so I personally share all my experiences 
Um, and then I will be bringing guests on to share theirs. And I will also be bringing guests on for tips as well. So you'll see some changes and some different content coming out through over the next few months. And I have a really good foundation planned in the hope of helping anyone who needs it. So as always, you can find us me on socials. So there's find.my.wild on both TikTok and Instagram. Uh, I have launched, finally, I'm so excited, the 12-stage program uh, to rebuild your life post a domestic violence abusive relationship. I truly believe that rebuilding your life is not just caught you know, the separation and money and all the kind of masculine things and the strategies and all that that come into play, it is then rebuilding you as a person. So you need to look at mental health, emotional health, energetics and so on. So my 12-stage program goes through that. If you're interested in looking at that, head to Instagram and there's or TikTok and there's a link tree link in both of those. If you would like to share your story on the podcast, please reach out to me and DM me once again on Instagram. And if you have any questions or comments, I'm all open for them or, and I would really love to make an impact on people's lives. So the only way I can do that is by knowing what you would like to hear. So once again, I thank you so much for being here. I thank Tamika so much for sharing her story. And before we go, say it with me. I'm so brave. I'm so strong and I'm so very loved in my space. Have the best day finding your wild. I love you.